You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Yes. Yes, that is an affirmative. You've just crossed over into the trend zone. In today's episode, we will talk about, obviously, some of the top trending stories, our survival picks, our fantasy go-backs of the week, and we'll preview some of the awesome football games this week in the NFL. But before we get to what's trending, Casey, let's get started with the tasty nug for the people. Oh, yeah, dude. It's all about these youngins, man. Yep. Um, the NFL's changing, dude. These young guys are getting in there, and they're participating and contributing like never before, dude. So far um, through week seven, the NFL rookies have accumulated the most scrimmage yards ever, dude. They're just under 10,000 yards already. That's almost 800 yards over the next highest season, man. Wow. And getting yards and they're scoring touchdowns, dude. Kareem Hunt's got a thousand scrimmage yards and six touchdowns, but there's another rookie out there with just one more touchdown. That's Mr. Leonard Fournette doing it with the Jags, dude. Young guys, baby, making it happen. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep that pace, though, Casey, because obviously Fournette, uh, a little dinged up right now. Also, you've got Dalvin Cook who was one of the leading rookie rushers, and obviously he's not going to get another yard uh, this season, unfortunately. Uh, Cook suffering the injury there, uh, finishing his season, man. Yeah, that's a bummer. No doubt about that. Nonetheless, the rookies are shining, dude. All right, let's move it in to the top trending stories, Casey. We'll get it started with an amazing... Uh, shutout weekend, dude. I don't know how often shutouts even happen in the NFL, but we know obviously it's a pretty competitive league. Shut up, shutouts are rare. This weekend we had three of them, dude. Yeah, dude. Get it started, dude. Jacksonville over Indy, man. This Jacksonville defense we talked about a couple weeks ago. Calais Campbell, dude. Right. The, uh, I don't know if he's the straw this Thursday or whatever the <laughs> hell you want to call it, but he's getting it done, dude. Ten sacks already. Did the team had 10 sacks, dude, on Sunday. Yeah, that's the second weekend like, they've had a 10-sack weekend. That's insane. Yeah, he's over there. Uh, is Andrew Luck ready to play yet? Hello. That's <laughs> just a bunch of crap, dude. Yeah. And then T.Y. calling out the O-line. Pretty shady there, but I get it. But, uh, man, you got you to gotta keep that under wraps, dude. That wasn't the only team pitching a shutout, though, bro. Yeah, no doubt about it. Talk about the Los Angeles football teams getting it done. It was my L.A. Chargers over the Denver Broncos in a big divisional win in the AFC West, really evening up that division quite a bit as the Chargers dominated the Broncos, hitting after the quarterback Trevor Simeon all day long, uh, racking up sacks. It was the Chargers winning 21 nothing over the Broncos, brah. Yeah, dude. Solid, solid performance by the Chargers. And then we went on over to London and jammed with the Stones, and after a yeah, massive man. jam sesh, it was our L.A. Rams smashing the Cardinals 33 nothing. man. They have it going in all directions there, looking so good. And um, no, what's not looking so good is what they did to Carson Palmer, though, dude. Dude, such a bummer, man. And Car Carson Palmer was having a great Great day, and really a, a solid season, despite the loss of David Johnson. Uh, they had gotten Adrian Peterson in there. Things were sort of balanced out 
last week, and then Carson breaks his arm. Who knows what that means in terms of this season for the uh, for for uh, Palmer and for the Cardinals, but also big picture too. Man, this guy's not a spring chicken, so uh, no pretty doubt. significant. And he said last time after the leg injury, he had to really dig deep to find out if he wanted to do all the rehab and yeah. all the stuff it takes to get back into the league, man. Carson's one of these dudes that could go right into the booth if he wanted to today. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, that desire to keep playing is there. No doubt. And he did come back strong, stronger, more, seemed like more athletic than ever. Uh, and so, so he did, did find what he needed uh, last time. But again, uh, this is uh, another setback. And then, of course, uh, another quarterback goes down, and it's Jay Cutler for the Dolphins. He was having himself, well, a pretty good season. Yeah. In, 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 eh, but, but, you know, he was, at, he was on a good game there. And um, the Dolphins are, are putting together a decent season as they're right yeah. in the mix there, dude. And to lose him, you know, I, and I'm a fan of Matt Moore, and he played well when he got in the football game. Um so we'll see that uh, that that's a significant loss there with the ribs uh, for Cutler. We don't know how Big long he'll time, be out. Dude. It's tough to smoke cigs with those broken ribs. <laughs> it's hard to get a nice uh, right. lungs full of air. Exactly. And he's not the only one, dude. Joe Thomas goes down for the Browns, dude. This guy was the Iron Man. Never missed a play. Ten thousand snaps. Wow, dude. Are you kidding? That's insane. Ridiculous. Bro. And then some bad news. Uh, Jason Peters. He goes down for the Eagles. Man, they're gonna miss him. And, uh, you know, just injuries are a part of it, dude. There's it's yeah. a lot out there, man. You just hope that it's not your team. But, you know, yeah, you just speaking of up. my team, Matt Slauson, our uh, left guard went down. Uh, he'll be gone for the season. He was our feisty veteran leader in there. And as, uh, you know, three and four chargers, you know, whatever. But he was a guy that had sort of been the, the glue on that offensive line. Uh, there at the left guard position. So it's a big loss for the Chargers. We'll see. Uh, they may be uh, elevating Dan Feeney, the rookie, into that spot. Speaking of rookies, though, Casey, it was um, Indianapolis Colts rookie Malik Hooker uh, also yeah. getting knocked out for the season. And that's no good for uh, a Colts team that's really kind of struggling right now, at, in addition to having uh, Andrew Luck with yet another setback. It starts to get uh, you to wonder about luck at all this football season, Casey. I know, dude. Well, he took a look out there and saw what the Jags were yeah, doing. He's like, I don't, you know what? Jacoby's I'm feeling a little like, dinged up arm. here. My Better arm. wait another broken. week. I think it's broken. <laughs> oh, man, dude. And Dave, I had to throw out some heartfelt apologies out there, dude. Yeah, I hear you, bro. We let some people down. We let a lot of people down. <laughs> London. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry, man. Oh. <laughs> At least there were a handful of nice field goals for the football fans in London, Casey, but uh, not a lot of competitive action uh, when the Rams crushed the Cardinals, man. Yeah, but dude, you got to tell me it's got to get better this week. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, Casey. If if you're if you're an ultimate optimist, then you believe that. Minnesota versus Cleveland is going to be an awesome football game. Uh, good luck with that. Sorry in advance, London. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. We're sorry, dude. <laughs> All right, Dave. Let's go ahead and move on, dude. Let's yeah. move to the survivor pool. Three right. strikes. Um, I'm dead, so I don't have much interest in this, but I want to hear what you did. Yeah, dude. Well, I went with your Cowboys. Take care of business. Uh I wasn't sweating for a change. I wasn't squirming at all. It was what was it, forty to ten uh, for yeah. your for your guys crushing the Forty ers um, And you know what can I say? I got one strike left. I don't got a lot of wiggle room here. So 
uh, it was comfortable for a change to just ease back and, and relax and not have to worry about anything there, man. You know, I didn't follow my own advice after last year. What did I tell you after I was dead last year? I said, pick who's ever playing Cleveland. <laughs> had I done that this year, You'd I would be, be undefeated. pretty. Yep. The Browns are 0-7, of course. The yep. most popular correct pick last week was the Titans over the Browns. Almost half the country had it at 40%. Most popular incorrect were the Panthers versus the Bears. The Bears pulled the upset there. And moving forward, the most popular picks into next week, the Eagles over the Niners, the Vikings over the Browns, and the Bengals over the Colts. All right. The theme of picking against the lousy team prevailing uh, in those uh, looks ahead to next week, Casey. Um, and As long as we're looking ahead, let's go ahead and look back. Let's get in the way back machine, Casey. Do you have a fantasy go-back start uh, of the week? Could you have gone back in time and helped yourself out? Yeah, I actually could have, dude. Um, <laughs> at, you know, last week I lost my quarterback and quarterback. my quarterback. He was gone, so I was shuffling through the QBs floating on the free agent pool, and I went ahead and plenty picked up of Mr. them out Carson there, right? Palmer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You know, I got a safety net though because I picked up Josh McCown, but unfortunately I started Carson. He got me a two point eight eight, while um, Josh McCown sitting my bench had thirty. Point oh. four six points. Oh, so I've been good, but luckily I was playing the Snivellers and I had Mister <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott zeking it up for me, baby. So I didn't only win big time. Got the highest score of the week in our league. That's cash in my pocket, brother. How'd you do? Yeah. Speaking of the high score, that could have been my cash in your pocket. Would have been in my pocket, Casey, had I made the right moves this weekend. I did uh, squeak out my victory, uh, and I was fine with that. But had I had the foresight to put Latavius Murray in, who I've been hanging on to all year, he's been sitting around doing absolutely nothing. And I put it, and I picked up Juju Smith because. Uh, I, I needed some some depth at wide receiver. Well, this was the week that I could have played Smith, but I stuck uh, Pryor in. And, of course, Melvin Gordon, kind of a must-start, but not a very logical start against the Broncos defense that's very, very strong against the run. Um, it was Murray and Schuster scoring 27.2. Gordon and Pryor uh, for the Redskins in there scored me 5.8. That difference was 21.4. That would have been enough for, to get me the high score. Instead, I won, but I was out of the money slots. Um, no money for me yet again. Close. <laughs> no cigar. I'm sure you feel pretty bad for me about that, yeah, though. Yeah, I'm sure you're, you're, them, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Although that last touchdown um, by Jordan Reed on Monday night actually moved me out of the pick. So mm. I won money, but I lost money. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, money to make money, baby. <laughs> That's right. All right, Case, let's move it along. We've got some incredible action, uh, as always, heading into this weekend's action. Why don't you uh, get us started? Oh, baby, a couple weeks ago, this looked like a real turd, but three <laughs> weeks right. later, three wins later, we got our Los Angeles Chargers at the New England Patriots. And those Patriots are seven-point favorites. Yeah, and don't look now, but uh, both teams are on a three-game winning streak coming into this game. Chargers coming off of a... Uh, of a beatdown of the Broncos, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, although they didn't run the ball well last week, they, they are getting better at the ground game. We'll see how they uh, patch up that O-line. Um, but um, obviously, it's going to be a challenge when you go to New England uh, and play uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah, but what I'm really liking on this Chargers team is that defense. We yep. mentioned they put the shutout on the Broncos last week. That hadn't been done in like 20 years or something crazy like that. 
but it's Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, dude. This yeah. might be the best pass rush duo in the NFL, man. They were hassling Simeon all day. They beat him. Surprised he got back in the game. As much punishment as Brady's taking this year, he's getting hit a lot, man. They better figure out a way to block these guys. I'm just not sure you can. Yeah, no doubt about that. But it did seem like the New England Patriots last week uh, found a way to get the ball out of Tom Brady's hand, get him into a rhythm uh, a little bit more. And uh, that's going to be the key because you're right. He does not want to be sitting back there uh, inviting uh, Ingram and Bosa. And Matt, last week it was McCann, too, one of the backup pass rushers there. Uh, I tout you getting after the quarterback, one guy after another. They're cycling guys through there, really getting after him. But the Patriots tend to find a way to uh, negate what you do best. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Tom Brady has for them. But he has taken a ton of hits this year. You're right. Uh, th- that can, that has got to be their deal. Protect Brady. Yeah, dude. And when you get Brady time, he does stuff like uh, throw for 72.4%, dude. Yeah. He's leading the AFC with 15 touchdowns and over 2,200 yards. Um, they kind of revolve the uh, running back door there, and it's whoever has the hot hand. Um, they'll go with, obviously, you got to deal with Gronk there, but they're still missing Edelman there. Hogan's been a nice addition. Amandola Hogan! The, the short stuff, but uh, Brandon Cooks is getting his timing mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. This yeah. is a huge game for the Chargers. It's that across the country, the early start, not their favorite. But, hey, hey man, you got to play who's on your schedule, and they're playing some pretty good football right now. All right, speaking of on the schedule, it will be up next for the Oakland Raiders to head across the country to and head over to Buffalo to play the Bills. Both these teams uh, playing some good football right now. The Bills at home favored by three. Yeah, dude, the Raiders coming off an epic win last Thursday night. One of my favorite games ever, dude. The way the thing ended, I usually hate when the refs are so involved. (laughs) They actually seem to get the calls right down the stretch. And you don't like a lot of calls, but you can live with them when they're the right ones. And they were the right calls. The Raiders hung in there, dude. And got that huge win against the Chiefs. They're feeling good. And guess what? Amari Cooper's back, dude. Over 200 yards and two TDs last week. Boy, you start evening that out with him and Crabtree. Mm. You throw in some Jared Cook there. And all of a sudden, man, this Oakland Raiders defense or offense is getting revved up. But they're not going to have beast mode this week. Yeah, you mentioned it, dude. The stupid, stupid move. Putting on his helmet, running across the the, the field and, and somehow... Uh, roughing it up with a referee, no beast mode. You know what? When he went out, I thought the backup running backs um, uh, for the Raiders, Richard. Yeah, I thought they played as well, if not better, than than beast mode. I don't know what they gain uh, there or lose there in that exchange. But you're right in that um, getting uh, Amari Cooper on track. I think he doubled his stats for the whole year in one game last week. And Crabtree's been a good player all year long. Uh, they they needed to find a rhythm. They were out of sync offensively with David Carr, uh, or Derek Carr, rather, uh, missing the one game. But it wasn't that. It was just they just hadn't, didn't find it. They wouldn't find uh, their rhythm. And, and I think just that win gives them such uh, momentum going into this game across the country against this Buffalo team playing good football. Yeah, this Buffalo team you mentioned, they're playing real good football. Got a gutsy win last week against the Bucks. Had a couple yep. of times when they could have let it get away. They fought back in and did what they uh, needed to do. Tyrod Taylor, man, he had a pretty good game. Almost 300 yards passing, over 50 rushing. Um, This guy plays well at home, man. He really takes care of the ball. They don't have a lot of weapons on the outside. 
but they do have one weapon, Mr. Slim Shady McCoy, dude. This cat was beasting last week. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is what, probably one of my biggest surprise teams of the year. Everyone was saying them and the Jets are tanking this team, uh, and they traded Sammy Watkins away. What are they doing getting rid of uh, guys and just changing up that chemistry like that? But you know what? It's really worked well. And absolutely, Tyrod Taylor is that guy that just makes enough plays to move the chains. And McCoy... Uh, running the way he's running and being such an impact player for this Buffalo team. Uh, you know what? They're four and two and they're sitting there in a, a really strong AFC East right now, right in position to continue to make things happen. They're favored at home for a reason. That's right. All right. Up next, Dave, we've got the Houston Texans at the Seattle Seahawks and the Hawks are five and a half point favorites at home. Man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> speaking of uh, surprise teams and obviously surprise players, uh, obviously Deshaun Watson's having yeah. an amazing start to this season. This is his introduction to uh, the Legion of Boom and to the, the 12th man there in Seattle, the home field advantage, uh, which is so, so significant for this Seahawks squad. But um, nothing has phased uh, this. I think he's leading the league in touchdown passes. Um with Watson here. He is a phenomenal story right now. The Michael Jordan that you do not want to pass on in the draft. And some people may have nightmares for the rest of their lives because they let this guy slide down the draft board. Uh, Deshaun Watson is an exciting football player and he's got Houston pumped up right now, despite being in the world series too. Oh yeah, dude. He's got three, uh, at least three TD passes in three straight games. Um, 12 TDs and a 118 pass rating overall. Damn. This guy is just so exciting to watch. And, dude, him and Andre Hopkins are really getting it together. And now Will Fuller is getting healthy. Dude, this guy's a speedster, a deep play threat, man. He is a lot of fun to watch. You give this guy some healthy weapons. And guess what? That's starting to open things up for Lamar Miller, mm -hmm. who at the beginning of the season was sluggish. But Very dude, Deshaun struggling. has... Uh, just energize this team and it's starting to show it feels like they have more than three wins as exciting as it's been but they're just hovering at 500 but right boy a win in seattle will put this team on the map baby but uh that seahawks team at home is no joke yeah well and speaking uh, of no joke uh the seahawks you know, they were uh, floundering a little bit in the early portion of the season, struggling at running back, struggling at offensive line, uh, defense, maybe aging, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they've got they've put together three wins in a row right now. Um, they held off the Rams, fortunately for them. They're sitting there at four and two, uh, just a hair behind the Rams right now. This is a big game right now in terms of the overall picture. But they, like I said, have struggled a bit. But there they are sitting at four and two. Um kind of stabilizing a little bit. They found Jimmy Graham a little bit last week. Uh, they've got the underappreciated receiving core. They still need to find uh, a more consistency in the running game. Uh, but Russell Wilson, can, can as long as he can stay healthy, he can put this team on his back and uh, move the chains and find Ws. Yeah, that's exactly what he did last week. That's what he always does. Yeah. Last week, over 300 yards and three TDs and 121.1 pass rating. That's the good news. The bad news is you mentioned that run game. Russell Wilson is the leading rusher bad. for the Seahawks, man. That can't last. That is a bad formula. Um, hopefully uh, Rawls is finally getting healthy, man. This guy looked pretty good a couple of seasons ago. Has not been able to stay healthy. Fat Ed's back there, too. Mm -hmm. And ProSize is in the mix, too. Love ProSize. But, um, but I want Rawls to be the guy that moves forward and takes his 
job. But you talk about the LOB dude, Earl Thomas, man. His impact, he, they lost him last week, and the defense wasn't the same. But now that this cat is back in the mix, dude, he is punishing cats. He's a huge part of what makes that defense go. And, uh, you know, you mentioned they might be a little older, don't have all the superstars, but that's still the LOB, baby. Don't forget it. <laughs> no doubt about that. Okay, Casey, let's move it on. It is your Dallas Cowboys on the road. It's a divisional matchup, and it is at Washington, dude. The Cowboys on the road, though, favored by a point and a half. Oh, man, uh, what a nice win last week. You know, you're supposed Huge. to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and that's what the Cowboys did last week, just a nice team win. Finally starting to get some cohesion in that offensive line. It started with Chaz Green at left guard, but they put in Jonathan Cooper. Don't forget, dude, a few years ago, this guy was the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft. Cooper. It didn't work in Arizona there, right. but it seems to be working in Dallas. And when you're in the Beatles, Dave, someone's got to be Ringo, baby. And I would be Ringo <laughs> in the Beatles. I got no problem with that. Zeke's really getting it going, too, coming off his best uh, week of the season, uh, over 150 yards combined and three touchdowns. Got to get um, more production in the pass game, but uh, the offense is getting it going. And now, finally getting healthy on defense, too. Last week was the first week Hitchens yep. and Sean Lee played. We saw that difference. It. Yeah, it was a big-time difference. And these young guys are cutting their teeth, but uh, still a lot of weapons on the defense, too. An improving unit. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start this off with uh, Ezekiel because he got it mowing last week, as we saw. Um, and let, let's just say right off the bat, both these teams sitting at 3-3, three and three, Casey. This is a huge game right around the midpoint of the season right now, especially looking up at Philadelphia at 6-1. Philly's got a game coming up this weekend that they're heavily favored in. This is a game that you don't want to lose this game mm -hmm. if you're either of these football teams right now. Dallas staring at the possible suspension of Ezekiel Elliott down the road. This is an opportunity for him to continue to, like like he did last week, carry this team and do what he does. Do what this team has done last year when they exploded onto the scene and dominate the football game on the ground, right? Don't, and take it off of the receivers and off of the quarterback a little bit and put this and take control of the tempo of the ball game here. Uh, you don't want to get in a shootout with Kirk Cousins necessarily, no. I don't think. So uh, you're in Washington on this one. Take the crowd out of the game. Hand the ball to Zeke, dude. Yeah, and you go back to Monday night. Um, Washington looked pretty good at points, but they couldn't convert on third down, and yep. that really cost them. Got some injuries up front to the offensive line. It seemed like a lot of guys went down. Um, some injuries on defense, too. But, man, when these guys get it clicking, they can really get it going. The turning point for me on Monday night was that would-be sack of uh, Carson Wentz. It looked like they were killing him. All of a sudden, he just ran right out of there. Oh, a my God. Game. Right. Houdini. <laughs> yeah, Skins had it down to seven. Yeah. Carson went out there, and they couldn't recover from that. This is this team is reeling. They need to find a win. I just hope it doesn't come against my Cowboys. But that's a solid team over there with a lot of weapons, too. Yeah, and you mentioned all those weapons, Casey, that Kirk Cousins has. Obviously, they lost the, to 2,000-yard receivers in the offseason. I don't think they've really gotten to a point where they've exploited and, and found that rhythm. Terrell Pryor drops every other pass that comes his way. The guy's oozing talent, but he can't catch the football on a consistent level. Reed keeps getting hurt. The guy's an athletic monster. Uh, he's brilliant. 
But, uh, you know, they have the other tight end, Vernon Davis as well, who's making plays when Reed isn't out there. You got Crowder. You got a ton of weapons uh, for Kirk Cousins to work with. Doesn't seem like, though, they found that rhythm. And again, at running back, Chris Thompson, the undersized back there, He's the lead. He's leading them in receiving yards and rushing yards. That's not good. It's great that he's a he's a dynamic back like that. But they need to get back to Rob Kelly running the ball physical style and using Chris Thompson less, and then finding some of these other receivers to get more consistent with their passing game yeah, downfield. Yeah, Doxon too. Thank you. Yeah, um, they've got plenty of young receivers that are talented. They just need to find that rhythm. Kirk Cousins uh, needs to dial it in and start stretching the field uh, more consistently. That opens up the bigger holes for the bigger back, and then you can punish the defense uh, with physicality. How about they start doing that week nine, Dave? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you week got nine, that. please. You right. got it. All right, dude, we got a rocking game on Sunday night. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't say Pittsburgh Steelers without no. saying Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. They're <laughs> at the Detroit Lions, and the Steelers are three point favorites on the road. Yeah, man. And, and look at this Steeler team now. Whoa, they're five and two. You know what I mean? It was like a couple of weeks ago that Ben just didn't have it anymore. Where was his mojo? He lost, lost his mojo. Yeah. Right? And yet they're five and two. They're sitting uh, healthy style with at least a what a two game lead uh, in the division here. This Steelers team has found Le'Veon Bell. He's gotten to with him. He knocked the rust off. He, took, he his preseason was weeks one through four or something around that. Casey. Now he's back. He's really found his rhythm like he does right up against the offensive line. Cut. And then he gets a big gainer. Man, his running style. Uh, uh, every other back is watching him, trying to figure out how to copy that because he is so effective. They've got an issue with Martavis Bryant. Oh, boy, yeah. he's pouting. He doesn't get enough footballs. Well, get out there and, and stop, stop being suspended, first of all, and make some plays. You know, uh, Smith-Schuster's out on the field. He's working his butt off making plays. And, of course, Antonio Brown, what can you say? Yeah, that's right, dude. You want the ball more? Watch what number 84 does in practice, and you do that, and I guarantee you'll get more balls thrown right. away. But how about this uh, Steelers defense? It was just last year, last couple of years, they were old and tired. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they got a bunch of young playmakers yep. on there. Dude, I don't want to – can't say throwing in the towel on Taco just yet, but, man, this guy, T.J. Watt, dude, he's got the bloodline, four sacks, tied uh, for the lead with NFL rookies. Just love the motor there. And Ryan Shazier, dude, yep. this guy, he looked undersized, but he's a beast. Him and Bud Dupree, when these guys are healthy, man, they're getting it done. Not getting a lot of turnovers yet, but they're playing good, solid defense, man. And like you said, they got that couple-game lead in that, the AFC North. Um, getting a win in Detroit would be uh, a nice get. Steelers tend to struggle on the road, um, so it'll be interesting what happens there. They did win a Super Bowl in Detroit, though, so you don't know if that's going to help them or not. <laughs> well, if Shazier is undersized, dude, I want to be that undersized dude because that dude is freaking ripped, man. Uh, let's oh, move yeah. it over to the Lions. You know what? This Lions team, uh, we've kind of said it a number of times in our shows. Uh, they're winning uh, their their football games here, and they're sort of at a crossroads at 3-3, three and three, um, but that division is completely wide open for the, for the take in there, um, especially with the quarterback situation in Minnesota and and in Green Bay. If they can get it together, they're running the football better than they have in the past, generally speaking, playing better defense, and they still have all those weapons. They need to get Golden Tate 
more uh, of an impact. They need Marvin Jones to make more plays and and um, the the tight end. Uh, the young tight end sensation. Ebron, e- Ebron thank you. Uh, they need those guys to be more effective, more consistent, consistently. But um, I, I love what they're bringing with the combination of backs that they've got going. Um, and if they can keep Stafford healthy, uh, then this team uh, down the stretch, like I said, at three and three, they're sitting in a spot right now in their division where this would be a big win for them. Oh, huge win, dude. They've got to uh, figure out how to protect Stafford, though. This guy's taking a lot of hits mm-hmm. this year. But when you give him time, he's one of the deadliest guys. Got that that huge cannon of an arm there. And you mentioned Golden Tate. He's got that gimpy paw. We'll see what he can do there. Marvin Jones Jr. mentioned too. But this defense, dude, plus six on the takeaways, man. Nice. Um, they're getting after the quarterback too, Ziggy Ansaw. He's awesome. Um, the Lions tend to play good at home. And your boy Matt Prater there, dude. This guy's <laughs> got a leg and kick it from 60, no problem. Yep. So, um. This would, this could be a statement win for the Lions if they get it done, but that's a no easy task against them Stillers. At least they're at home in the Motor right. City. They're right. not even favorites, though. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along to Monday Night Football, where it is an AFC West showdown of absolutely epic proportions right now as the Chiefs host the Denver Broncos, uh, the Chiefs at home, as always, in a field of red, a sea of red. They'll be favored by seven. Yeah, Denver coming off a, uh, a humiliating loss. Yep. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, man, got shut out. And as good as they looked a few weeks ago, man, it's been anything but lately. Trevor Simeon really struggled, man. He was getting blasted, though, so you can't blame him. But overall, just too many turnovers, man. These guys are sitting at a, a minus eight on the uh, the takeaway giveaway ratio. That's no not good. They're not going to win a lot of games like that. And they really missed Emmanuel Saint. Anders last week. They yeah. got to get this guy back healthy. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of talent at the running back spot there, but it, there was just no cohesion in the offense last week. Part of that was due to the pass rush, and that's bad news because Chiefs have a good pass rush too, but Denver is better than they played last week. Well, there's no question they're better than that. Uh, and that 3-3 three and three and looking up at Kansas City at 5-2, and two, this is a big, big game, uh, both for the Broncos, Chiefs, and divisionally speaking. Um, Denver, like you said, they've got a rebound. Both these teams, though, coming off two straight losses. So it's kind of a crossroads game for each squad, although it seems like the, the Chiefs have played well despite losing a couple of games. The Broncos have uh, really declined in their play. Like you mentioned, they could yeah. not uh, protect Trevor Simeon. Their running game was non-existent last week. And against the Chargers team, that was the worst in the NFL at defending the, the run. So something's wrong with that running game. I don't know what it is. They need to get it back on track because that's what Trevor Simeon does. Play, action, pass. If you have to yeah. put him in third and eight, third and nine, third and 11, he is not very effective. That's when teams can tee off on him. And guess who can tee off on him? This Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, dude, but flip it over to the offense, bro. Alex Smith is the league MVP right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Last week, over 340 yards, three TDs. Dude, he's got three games with over 300 yards and three TDs, and he's got all seven games this year, One, at least one touchdown and no interceptions, dude. I'll take a game manager like that anytime. <laughs> Any day only, of the week, right? Yeah. <laughs> the only problem last week, he just didn't get that one more opportunity to get the ball back against the Raiders. Just ran out of time. And he's got weapons of plenty, but uh, I'm just stoked to see Alex Smith finally getting the uh, recognition he deserves, man. This guy is class off the field, 
and he's showing he's head and shoulders above the class on the field this year too. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, they had to draft uh, some guy, so, uh, some guy, his replacement in some Mahomes, guy. some guy, uh, and it really lit a fire under his butt. And he is now throwing the ball downfield with more accuracy. Yeah, that's all true, but he now has a deep receiver in Tyreek Hill, an amazing tight end in Kelsey, and. Uh, the arguably the best running back in the league. I mean, you can just put him in that conversation, if nothing else. Certainly a rookie sensation in Kareem Hunt. Uh, they get they get you on all levels with talent. And, uh, you know, the other receivers are serviceable. Uh, running backs are serviceable. And, and like you said, Alex, Alex Smith is, is dramatically underappreciated. Andy Reid uh, always seems to put together a quality uh, defense sandwich. Uh, he puts a great... He, can, he eats a great sandwich and cheeseburger and donuts. Uh, put, put just push his belly and a donut pops out. But I'll tell you what, um, he they have great special teams too. Uh, it's yeah. um, Tob or Tobe or whatever. I don't know how to say his name, but this guy is the dude that um, was responsible for the Bears uh, putting um, – Devin Hester. Devin Hester into the Hall of Fame for crying out loud. Now he's their guy. Uh, they, Danny Reed appreciates the special teams. This is one of the better special teams units in the league. The quarterback uh, is playing at an exceptional uh, career level for him. And like I said, on the other side, Justin Houston is the guy that makes that defense work. When he's healthy and we when he's go, the defense is dynamic. Yeah, man. I just uh, it's hard, man. I, I just can't see the Broncos going in there and getting it right on Monday night, but uh, they need to. But both these teams coming off a couple of losses back to back, so someone's going to lose their third game in there. I just don't think that team will be wearing red. <laughs> so no, know, though, it's a win-win scenario for Charger fan. Uh, but it wouldn't be a bad thing if the Broncos uh, bounced back and tightened up this AFC West. Woo! That'd be fun. All right. That is going to do it, folks. So many ways to check out the Football Radio Show. Don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And, of course, go to footballradioshow.com for all of the Football Radio Show material. He's Casey. I'm Dave. This is the NFL, people. Enjoy Week 8.